Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Bea Williams. I'm Wendy Papadzian. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. Today, we're going to talk about how to handle an upset client and how to guide your team so that it never, ever happens again. Not only how to handle the upside client, but we're going to turn them into your biggest fan. This is an episode that is so applicable to obviously the industry we're in, but it's also Mm -hmm. applicable to any industry, no matter what industry you're in. So at times uh, as leaders, many times it's glamorized, right? It's made the leader is up on the stage getting the award or they're so amazing. Yes, you're so (laughs) amazing. Your name is in lights, all of the the, uh, happy things that sort of come with being the leader. But honestly, one of the most challenging things about leadership is it really stops with you. So that means that all ownership is on you when something goes wrong. At the end of the day, if you are the leader, you know, one of my favorite quotes is everything rises and falls on leadership. That's That's the good that also means the bad, right? When your team messes up or when someone messes up, it it leads up to you and it reflects on you as the leader. So it can be hard at times to um, really put your ego in check. uh, But as the leader, that's part of your job. And handling tough clients when things go wrong many times is ends up being a big part of your job as your business grows. Mm. Um, You're, the ideal situation is not to have a lot of them, but the more clients you have, the more obviously things right. can go wrong. Um, and so you want to handle them. Well, so and that's what we're going to talk about today. Sarah, you're absolutely right. It is our job as a leader. This is the time when we do need to get involved and we do need to step in. In fact, it's a value proposition really for us as leaders to do this. Yes, yeah, that's right. so true. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think the beautiful thing that we're going to talk about today is we're going to teach you how to model this behavior so that not only do you know yourself how to handle difficult clients and difficult situations, but you model the behavior so that as you're grooming additional leaders and team members that work for you, they can learn how to model this behavior too. And that, that was something that I was given a gift of from... Barb, aka mom, and my business partner was yes. early on in business. She, we had, I totally screwed up, you know, and I was early 20s, made a mistake, and a client called super ticked, super ticked. And of course, they don't ever call the person they're upset with. Who do they call? The leader, right? The leader, yeah. <laughs> you as a leader get the angry call. You don't get warned, yeah. you just get caught off guard. And so Barb got the angry call and she, you know, she handled it really beautifully. And then after she got off the call, brought me into the conversation, really made it a learning lesson and modeled the behavior, a lot of what we're talking about today, and we'll go into it. So I won't spoiler alert it for you. But um, it, it really, I think, is so important for us as leaders to learn how to do this effectively because it can be such a growth moment for so many people as you groom them into leadership roles yourself. Absolutely. One of our main so jobs true. as leaders is to teach our people how to think. That's right. Yes. Right. And how to act yeah. in any, any situation. Yeah. And this is and one of conflict. those ways you do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's one other thing too, I'll just throw in really quick is, you know, a lot of people shy away from conflict and confrontation and a, a book that has been just like amazing for my own personal journey and learning how to deal with that is the book, Fierce Conversations and Fierce Leadership. And Susan Scott says, you know, the conversation is not about the relationship. The conversation is the relationship. And this is a perfect example of when at times are tough or you're having to have a fierce, difficult conversation with a client, how you can actually turn that into an amazing relationship with the client. 
So true. Yeah. And before we go into our four steps that that we want to walk you through today, I want to kind of preface it by, by this. So all of you who have been listening for a while know that I have my DHBs, my deeply held beliefs. Some people would call them values or principles that I live my life by. <laughs> so this is an absolute via DHB. I know. It's from my dad. That's stolen from my dad. That's a billism, actually. That's now a viaism. But I wanted to preface this with a via DHB that I say almost every day. And that is 99% of our challenges come from a lack of managing expectations. Mm, Yes. I have had clients who Armageddon Mm. has happened on their deal and they love me and refer me numerous times because I adequately manage their expectations. I have clients Mm. who maybe won't use me again when one little glitch went wrong. And, And when I go upstream every time, it's because I managed to let them know what was likely going to happen or where we were going to likely have glitches. So the key word here and what I think all leaders need to hear because we our experience is part of what we bring to the table and our failures is mm-hmm. what we bring to the table. Yep. We should be able to anticipate things. So when I'm training people, I often use that word anticipate. I'll say, write that word anticipate down. Okay, we, we want to we manage expectations and anticipate okay. what can go wrong down the road and communicate accordingly. Yep. And you know that by getting involved and mm-hmm. having those conversations with clients, I one of my DHBs is that <laughs> you as <laughs> yeah, you as the leader, or if you have an executive leadership team, someone in leadership must have the conversation if a client is upset for multiple reasons. Obviously, the goal is to turn them into a raving fan. Mm-hmm. The other big thing that comes from you having that conversation is that you learn. That's right. So you mm-hmm. learn where your system has failed. Mm-hmm. You learn things that you need to teach better, train mm-hmm. better, right? And so it's, when you can hear it from a client, like, oh, we set it up this way, that really did not go good. Okay, right? You <laughs> so, learn and then you can make adjustments. Yeah, so so Sarah, let's, do, let's do a little role play here. Okay. Yeah. I know, I yeah. know you're, you've dealt with this before. So yes. I'm an angry client. I've called in. I said, listen, you guys really this up. And, uh, you know, I want to talk to someone about it. What do you do? First of all, I acknowledge them and I apologize. So I would say, I'm so sorry, Wendy. Um, that's very unlike us. Uh, as you know, we get a lot of five-star reviews. So that's not typically the experience someone has with our team. And so we want to make it right. So tell me exactly where did we mess up? Mm-hmm. And so you'd pick up the phone probably to call them. You would never... Absolutely. Okay. No, the first thing... In an idea, like today, I actually went and visited a client. They were around the corner from my house, so not far. Mm-hmm. But I, in an ideal situation, if it's safe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in a post-COVID world, uh, we will be able to do this a lot. The ideal situation is to go face-to-face if you can. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. number one. Yeah. Second is virtual or over the phone. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever handle something in writing uh, a problem. So a text message or an email, you Mm -hmm. don't want to start this email battle with someone um, because they can't hear you. They They can't can't hear hear your... Well, they can't hear your tone. That's the thing about email or text message. There's no tone there. So much of of language is communicated through tone and body language. Mm -hmm. And that's why I I think it's so smart. It's like, hey, let's meet for coffee and have a talk and and talk about this. Or let's just grab a a cup of coffee. I want to buy you a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. and I want to find out what's going Mm -hmm. on. Exactly. In today's world, a Zoom call can work too if you can't get face to face. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we've had to do that a couple of times. We hop on a Zoom call and have that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. So I would roll play that a little differently. Yeah. Okay. 
I mine's a little different. What what I like to do is uh, call them up and and say, you know, hi, this is V Williams with you know my company name, and um, I understand there's a problem, and I'd love to hear what's going on. And yeah, I have found that a lot of the time having having a leader with a title uh, calling them uh, and allowing them to just you know dump it all out um ben, solves 50% really? of yes, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. so I'm, I'm a well that more is what i said via Oh, she sorry. Okay. I heard it wrong. I was listening. So you agree. Yeah, so agree. you agree. agree. I always agree with the other, the other big thing though is I, I take a ton of notes. Whenever somebody does this, yes. I've learned that if I'm, if I'm trying to relate to them and I'm not taking notes, I miss something or I forget something. And so I really like to take notes and then read it back to them. Here's what I heard you say. Yeah. I heard these things. Does that sound accurate to you? Because yeah. then I can use that as we move forward. Yeah, so number yeah. one, you need to connect with the upset client, right? For the mm-hmm. four steps. Number one is connect with them. So we want to ideally connect with them, um, like like we said, on, on phone, virtual, uh, video, or in person. Those are the mm-hmm. three sort of options. You do not have our permission to handle any of these situations no. by email or by text message. No. And I know that Via, you had talked about earlier how speed matters in this case too, right? Speed matters a lot. And speed is something we have to talk about because too fast is too fast. We need to give ourselves a moment to assess all the facts and get, you know, talk to Mm -hmm. all the different people. Time does not heal problems usually. And so when we're in crisis mode like this, we do have to move very fast. And and one of the, one of the things I do to coach our people a lot on this is I say, don't internalize the problem. You are the messenger. A lot of the times in our worlds, you guys, the crises are not our fault. Um, in, in real estate world, the closing's delayed, the moving trucks in the in the driveway, and and it's it's truly not our fault. Now we might have we may not have anticipated, we may not have managed expectations well enough, and it's not our fault. So I tell you know my agents a lot. Don't don't internalize the news. You have to share the news quickly though, and and mm-hmm. you know we're going to go into what to say and how to do it. But this has to be very fast. You need to you need to do this immediately. You may have to adjust your calendar to handle a crisis. Do not let it fester and linger. Yes, yes. Yeah. that's great advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once we've once you've connected with the client, you really need to know what to say. So mm-hmm. I think uh, what what Via is saying is is you're going to take a little time for reflection. Um, you might even want to you know if you're not meeting face to face, or even if you are, you know, sketch out a little script for yourself. The script could be yeah. something like, "Wow." You know, I I really apologize. It's not really like so and so, and this is not usually how our team acts in that situation. Can you tell me what happened? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah. just let them talk. Let them talk just, as much as they want to talk. Yeah. Let, let them it go. Talk. Let let it yes. go. Don't yes. argue with them. <laughs> yes. Right? No. Don't do not argue. Your team. Don't defend your team members. No. Don't do any of that. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Well, be careful and, with your validations. Yeah, and the odds are right. Don't also though you have to be careful not to just take one hundred percent responsibility because you don't want to put yourself in a legal liability situation because mm-hmm. you don't know what all you're signing up for yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. So let them talk because you need to know what they're trying to tell you did wrong and ultimately what you might may or may not be liable for. The mm-hmm. other thing I was going to say too is usually there's like three sides of a, a problem. There's <laughs> what person A thinks happened what person B thinks happened. And usually somewhere in the middle is what actually happened. So you need to understand their perspective before you can take it back to that team member. Yeah, absolutely. 
Love that. Yeah. And I think that you guys, from a, a communication standpoint, um, how you start the conversation is, is how you want them to experience the conversation. So there's two types of crises. We're kind of talking about a reactive one right now. The other type of crises is when you discover something and you are the one proactively letting someone know, right? Mm, so in yeah. those situations, I think it's really important to be mindful and to think a moment about what your what your opening script's going to be. So some really good ones that I've used are, okay, Wendy, everything's on track and we've hit a snag. I want to walk you through that snag. I like that. So basically I'm going to mm. I'm going to start it off with I want to give you assurance right away that we're we're still going to close your house in this example, right? Uh, if yep. we are not sure about that, I'm going to say, you know, Sarah, we've hit a snag and I want to walk you through what's going on right now, what we're doing about it and what some outcomes could be from that. So it's very clear, concise, direct, calm. Um, you know, I, I still use the, I've got good news and bad news, uh, you know, and, and I, I go right into the bad news first. So that's a controversy. Like, what do you leave with first? Uh, usually I go into the bad news first. Um, uh, it depends, Me too. I suppose. But, but I think it's just important to talk about the beginning of that script. That is the foundation of how this conversation is going to go and how you start it, you know, really think about the outcome you want to get out of the conversation and what you want them to hear. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. uh, what I hear you saying is you also want to uh, take your emotion out of it. You know, as yes. the leader, we need to remove our emotion mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, it's not saying that we don't feel it. We, yeah. we will feel emotional if something goes wrong in our business. We're going to have those feelings. But that's why you need to take some time, calm yourself down and take all the emotion out of it. And really, mm. you know, in Keller Williams, we say come from curiosity. Yes, yes. that's right? exactly what yeah. I was going to say. That's not from perfect. judgment. And if you're yeah. always coming from curiosity, then you're just like, well, tell me what happened. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to hear it, yeah. right? Instead of going in with your, you know, fists up, ready to duke it out. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think the, the other big uh, sort of script that has helped me after you listen to the, after you listen, after you really hear them out, I take notes to make sure I'm listening, just like say mentioned earlier, is just like writing things down is important. Um, but letting them know what our goal is and letting them know that their perception of the situation, obviously we failed in, in our goal, right? Mm-hmm. And and taking ownership of that, right? Mm-hmm. Taking ownership that that we failed. And my commitment to you as the client is I'm gonna make it right. That mm-hmm. is my commitment, is to make it right. Now I then lead into the next question, which is point number three, which is how can we make it right? So what can I do to make it right? And let them talk again, right? Mm -hmm. You're asking questions and you're letting them speak and they will tell you many times Mm -hmm. how to make it right. So that's point number three is then you've got to make it right, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so after you You hear them out, so yes, you have to listen. Sometimes sometimes in your head, you have an idea because you're you're not actively listening, right? You're thinking of all the things that you're going to have to do to fix this as they're talking. And sometimes what they ask you to do as a fix is so much simpler than what you are about to propose or so much less expensive. Then we're yes. about to so true. So that is so really, true. Well, like save yourself you some to, time. Sometimes yeah. you have to do what they ask and then go then go beyond even. Yes. You know, we had a situation Absolutely. once where I had a an agent on my team and she was a newer agent and she just made a lot of mistakes in the transaction. She was not sharing that with anybody else on the team and it it sort of just spiraled and it was tough because we got a referral from someone I know, respect and trust in another state. 
And mm. she was sending um, her best friend to us. And, oh, wow. um, mm. and so we ended up having to pay a pretty big amount of money to him. And that's, yep. and that's, and that's really what he had asked for. He's like, I said, I'm going to make this right for you. And then on top of that, you know, we got a, we went to Specs liquor store. He's kind of a guy who liked to have fun and, you know, did a big local basket and I delivered it to the house. And then we also sent uh, a gift to the agent who sent the referral. Yeah. And I'm happy to say that, that, that this client, even though he was very upset and irate, has since sent other members of his team to us who are, who are moving, to, moving to Austin. Yeah. But that's tough. You know? Well, I think one point that you just made, Wendy, that I don't, I really don't want to rush over mm-hmm. is in that client situation, that's actually such a common thing where many times when you hear about it as the leader, this is not the first thing. Mm-hmm. So when Wendy found out about it, there were multiple mistakes. Multiple. And because many, the human nature isn't to complain about every little thing and to go to the leader about every little thing. But many times it snowballs. Mm -hmm. That's why the listening piece is so important because you want to hear the whole picture. And then you can put yourself in their shoes. Okay, if that happened to me, all of those things, Mm -hmm. what would I want to have happen? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. This happened and then this happened and then this happened and then uh this happened. And I, I yeah. hear what you're saying is that you're not a guy who normally complains about yes. this. But wow, yeah. gradually, yes. suddenly the deal is just a bad deal for you. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Well, and I also think this is a great transition to our, our fourth point. So many great things you guys have said, which is, you know, are you leading a safe environment for your team members to share mm-hmm. their fails in real time? Mm-hmm. Are, are yeah. you leading as a leader? Do you have an environment that where they're not getting punished, where they they feel very, very safe in sharing them, where we're we're kind of you know celebrating them, so to speak. Uh, not all fails are equal, by the way, but but you know that that's a really important question. I have I have mm-hmm. been a leader who has both been unsafe and safe, right? Via 2.0, we yeah. always talk about via 1.0, I don't think I was always safe. I think I was probably too critical in my early years as a leader. And uh, too perfectionistic, if we're being honest. And you know, mm-hmm. I was just getting used to going from a sole practitioner to being a leader. That's just me being honest. Which I is think hard. A lot of yeah. a lot of leaders do that, where it's not. It wasn't safe in retrospect. Like I think they're probably nervous to tell me. And so now I'm very conscious of that. Just making sure that that they feel like I'm their I'm their partner. I'm not going to come down hard on them. We're going to use this as a learning lesson. I always ask them permission. Um, you know, may I use this as an example for the team? Because number four is teaching your team, by the way. Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, and I did want to, I did want to real mm-hmm. quick, I, I know that was so true, Bia, and I want to dive into that. But honestly, on the make it right, I lead about 130 people now and, and I've learned how to save the client, not the deal is, is our, we say it a lot in our oh, team. Is Love save that. the client, not the deal. Write that down. And at mm. times, part of making it right is to remove sometimes the person that has the relationship. Yes, that's right. And this is controversial, but I want to make sure I say this because I've learned this the hard way where I have kept the person in place and then we've, we've lost the client and the deal yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because I've kept them in place. Now I have another team member that hops in typically if it's so bad that it's not fixable, right. basically. Mm-hmm. Another team member to where the, the team keeps the client, right? 
and the the original team members involved in fixing mm-hmm. it. They get to see the notes. They get to see what happened. Mm-hmm. So then they get to learn, which is part of the number four, which is teaching. Mm-hmm. But it's so important that on making it right, sometimes it means you got to remove the main yeah. person yeah. and insert yeah. someone else. And you yeah. can do that even if you're a solo person. Totally. You can have someone in your office. Yeah. That's and so, so good. think outside yeah. of the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, we so. all want to look good and be right. So it all, I think all people don't like screwing up. I don't think any of our team members like screwing up. And so to, to Via's point, yes. creating a culture where it's understood that you're not going to be perfect all the time. Like we have yes. fail forward Fridays on our team where we talk about something we're an active failure on and what we're going to do to actively correct it. And it's created this ownership around if you're failing at something, you can own it and make it right and make it better. And it's been it's really taken the ego out of the room when there's a screw up. And I will say the other thing that I would encourage is when you're addressing the the, the learning moment with the team member, you always like for me, why I take notes with a client is because I want that team member to hear what the client thought went wrong. Not that I'm interpreting it, but this is physically what the client said they felt. Now, I'm sure there's this another side to the story and I want to hear your side, but I'm going to mm-hmm. email this to you. I'm getting ready to hit send. I'm sending the notes to you directly from the client's mouth. I have not edited it. Unless maybe they have a curse word and then I'll edit that. But other than that, you know, <laughs> I'm not editing it because I want you to hear what's going on. I'm sure you're going to have emotions and another perspective. So I want you to take it, read it, reflect, and come back to me with what you feel like happened and also what you think should be done to help correct the situation so that they're being forced to think it through first. I love that. So, so uh, I disagree, say. Cool. <laughs> okay, cool. I love that. I think that's a that's a great idea. The reason I'm going to disagree on it is because I don't want them to to I want to f- truly hear from so I just call them and I say, "Okay, what happened with the mm-hmm. papazians?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear them I've been without praying for them for years. <laughs> yes, I've been journaling exactly. for years. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because the other piece for me is integrity and being able to admit that they messed up is a core value to who we are. And sadly, I have had team members when I've prepped them too much, they aren't truthful. And I've learned that the hard way because I used to do that to where I was sending the client's perspective first. And then Mm -hmm. they, they, I wasn't getting the truth. And so now I, I, it sounds like I'm catching them by surprise, but I just ask questions because I want to hear, are they going to own it? Are they going to own what mm-hmm. happened. Um, and then also it helps me seek first to understand from their mm-hmm. perspective too. So, so that's my only... I, I appreciate yeah. that. And when I've had that done to me, it felt accusatory. Um, okay. When I've had that personally done to me. And so okay. like I'm a processor and I want time to reflect because oftentimes when a client's ticked, everyone gets caught off guard. Like yeah. you didn't see it coming. And so oh, really? I, yeah. And so um, some... Because like if Sarah, if you're not in the middle of a transaction, you may not know something's happened or maybe a client like got ticked about something or is in the middle of a major stressful move, right? We see that all the time. The five greatest stressors also involve yeah. oh, for real sure. estate and moving. And so yeah. oftentimes there's another reason why the client's ticked and a, a team member's totally caught off guard. They don't realize they ticked off the client. And so um, I I have learned... And so it's great. You can hear two perspectives on this podcast of different ways yeah. to handle it. You do you yeah. and whatever's best for each of you guys. Yes. But I found when somebody calls me and says, well, what's going on with so-and-so? I'm like, uh... 
Why don't use you, that tone? It's like, well, hey, what happened? Yeah. Like, but what still, happened? Like, like, tell me your perspective. I want to hear your perspective. Yeah. And so to me, it's, they they prefer that versus like, this is what you did. Here's the list of the well, things you did. Well, I'm not saying this is what yeah. you did. I, that's why I call before I send the email saying, yeah. hey, yeah. I just got a call yeah. from so-and-so. They're kind of upset. I took some notes because I would like to yeah. hear your perspective too. But I'm going to send you the notes of what the client is telling me is going on because then I want to hear... I want you to look at it and I want to hear your perspective. So I'm not, you know, yeah. like, I think we're both saying the same thing, which is seek we to are. understand. Yeah. Yes. One just may be yeah. verbal and one may be in writing. Yeah, absolutely. Either bit. way, you want to address it. <laughs> the the <laughs> main key is either way, do not brush yeah. it under the rug and yes. not have a conversation with the yeah. team member, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, one of my favorite <laughs> things, and I always forget what, what book it is, in, but it was when the, uh, the guy that lost like a million dollars for the company and he came mm-hmm. into his CEO thinking that he yeah. was going to get fired. Love and mm-hmm. the guy said, why in the world would I fire you? I just spent a million dollars on your education, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. if you're not having the conversation with your team member, if you're not teaching them, using them, using that to teach them what the best thing is to do next time, then you're wasting whatever money or whatever you had to do to save save the client or to win or to make it right. You're going to lose that money. Use it as education to, they won't do it again because they don't want to mess up. Yeah. Yeah. One, I always have that conversation, which is like, you know what? I expect all of us to make mistakes. I make mistakes. Absolutely. We're all failing forward on a daily yes. basis. If you're making the same mistake over and over <laughs> yeah, again, that's a we're going to have a conversation <laughs> yeah. about it. But I get it. We all make mistakes. And what I just to take that one little step further, and I think this is Seychelle alluded to this, is if you can, if it's appropriate, you can have that team member actually teach about their failure and their yes. learning to the rest of the team. Yes. So, so good. Seychelle, you have a fail forward Friday, which I love that. Mm-hmm. And um, the best way people learn is through stories. And it's a a story from someone they love and they care about who's on their team. Uh, Everybody else on your team is really going to internalize that. And so Mm -hmm. just taking it one step further and having that person share with the team, or if they're not comfortable with it, you can sort of generically share it uh, with everyone. And it can be a, a massive, massive win for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. You know, I forgot, I realized I forgot to share something when we were talking about how to communicate this. I think it's really important, really important, no matter how angry someone is, to end all conversations with something like, is there anything else I can do for you? Or mm-hmm. you know, do you have any other questions that I can answer? No matter how mm-hmm. angry they are, we need to end it with that that servant leadership question. I think that's really, really important with, with both our team and then exterior facing. Yeah, that's so, good. So true. yeah, I, I love that we went into this today. This is, a, this is a topic that spans all industries, all roles. I mean, everybody has, you know, crisis management and at some level, an angry client. So we went over the mm-hmm. four steps that, that we all use, right, to, to combat this and to get raving fans. Number one, connect with the upset client in a very timely manner. Uh, speed is good here. Number two, know what to say. We talked about how to start the conversation and, and we've talked about how to end it just now and, and all of the points in between, how, how we don't have to be emotional to be empathetic, right? That, that we, can, we can validate accordingly without, uh, Seychelles, as you said it, without owning the problem, maybe for even legal problems, right? Right. Uh, yeah. We talked about making it right and having a culture and a team and an organization that 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 lives to make it right. And I love what Sarah said: save the client, not the deal. That's my new. Yes. That's my new thing. Love I'm stealing that. that. Yeah. 
Lastly, <laughs> we talked about how to teach our teams and, and how to teach the organizations that we run, run, even if it's one person, you know, how to teach them through these mistakes and have that safe culture for thriving. Thank you so much for joining us today, you guys, on Empire Building Podcast and have a fantastic week. And if you have any client issues, listen to this again. <laughs> Bye, guys. Love that. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.